single day she wakes up, the more she sees it. Nobody else can. But there's something wrong with the world. And that it's her fault. Time to evolve into the species that we were meant to become. Welcome to Bethan World, the Explosion Network's Westworld after show, where we discuss and break down each and every episode, kind of, of Westworld. My name's Dylan Blight, and joining me, the potentially AI component of Nicholas Pryor. Yes, it's me. Um, you may have thought I was dead, but I've been reconstructed in the virtual world, just like Dolores, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. we'll be getting into all that in a hot second. <laughs> um, yeah, Nick's... Uh, Happy! I'm happy to have Nicholas back for a, a podcast. So, uh, I can't remember, actually. I guess it was a What Do You Want to Watch episode or something probably was the last Yeah, I think that was my last episode. Something. We didn't actually do a goodbye. Like, I don't think there was any, um, like, this is Nick's final podcast. Like, it was just, <laughs> just it's a, you were it's gone. A, to keep, keep everyone <laughs> guessing, tuning in every week, see if I show back up again. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we never say goodbye, you're, uh, the, the doors are always open, you know? So. Well, that's it. And they things turn around so fast, as in literally you messaging me and being like, hey, do you want to do West? <laughs> Westworld podcast? Yep. All right. Bring it back. Oh, shit. I saw an ad while I was watching NASCAR and Westworld's on today. Oh, shit. Um, do you want to do a podcast, Dylan? Yep. Well, no, Dylan, I, he, I, I really had to convince him to do another podcast. Yeah. Look, if if ever there's someone you could try and get a return of podcast in under 12 hours with, it's probably me, to be completely honest, because I'm, I'm a sucker. Um <laughs> <laughs> Before we dive into season four, though, because we never actually talked. That's the thing. We uh, we never did season three. Like we, did we? Well, I thought we did. No, we did. So we did one pre-season three discussion episode. I went back and looked. One pre-discussion, like what we think is going to happen, and then nothing for the actual season. Oh shit! I thought we did. My no. memory is bad. Is it? <laughs> they didn't reconstruct that part of my memory. Like that. So that was when, um, like COVID. That because yeah. Like, oh, like, okay. Yeah. That was yeah. literally the first year of COVID. And then I posted an episode after that that was like, "Hey, world sucks right now. Sorry, no more been world. Something, something, something." Yeah, because like, I think that was when I my work schedule was really fucked when it was yep. first coming out, and I was starting at midnight and just really exhausted yep. and whatnot. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, because of that, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't actually know your thoughts on season three at all. So before we even get into the premiere episode of season four, how did you feel about season three? Ah, uh, yeah, I really liked it. It was obviously was something completely different to what we were um, used to. It was good to see the real world and just the way they're trying to integrate and her way of like Dolores's way of taking over and May fighting back and. And then eventually siding with her in the end after being manipulated by that French dude with the sphere AI thing controlling yep. everybody. But yeah, no, it was really, really good. I know a lot of people weren't really, just the general discourse weren't really sold on it because it steered away too much from what it was. But mm. I think it was logical and, yeah, interesting to see how they go forward from here. Yeah, I... um. I neither, like, I didn't love it as much as the, like, previously, but I, I didn't dislike it. I was, I, I enjoyed watching it every week. I tuned in every week. Um, but by by the time I got to the end of the year, it definitely wasn't in my, like, wouldn't have been in my favorite shows. Whereas you think about the first season of Westworld and you were like, what a banger, like, yeah, from yeah. start to finish sort of thing. Um, and it was just a very confusing, like, to the point that 
before watching the premiere of this season, I went and found a recap, like a 10-minute oh, recap video. That's exactly what I did. Because <laughs> I was like, I was trying to think about it. I'm like, Dolores died, I think, and the big thing that was like telling everyone what their lives are and no one has self-control. Like I, I had like the key dot points in my head, but I'm like, ah, fuck it. I need to watch a recap video. Like, <laughs> I wonder if it's also a symptom of the writers feeling they had to do something confusing because it's the way they did it up until that point too? Well, yeah, I don't know because cause then we come in, like when we get into the, the premiere of this episode, the, the premiere of season four feels a lot, lot more like season one with just yep. like, I, like there's lots to discuss, but also I have no fucking clue what's going on. Whereas yep, season I three, I have more, I had like, I knew what was happening. Like they weren't, but I didn't. It's like, yeah. it was a more like you, you understood mostly because it was in a real world. It wasn't in a park. You understood, like, this character's trying to do this thing. There's a giant machine that's trying to, like, tells, like, someone invented and you learn and all this stuff and no one has free will anymore. Like, like, I, like it was easy enough to understand, but it was also more confusing in some ways than previous seasons, which was yeah. just a, not confusion, but a lack of information, I guess, just led you to have to, like, constantly guess about stuff. So um, the other major thing, I guess, from last season, that before we jump into this one, how did you feel about Aaron Pohl? Like as Caleb joining the the main cast, I guess. Um, yeah, I didn't mind him. Like, I feel like Aaron Paul doesn't have a whole lot of range. He's mm. he just plays the same character over and over again, which I guess in a way isn't a bad thing, but it also wasn't stand out either. Yeah, you know what you're getting with him. Yeah, that's I'd agree. He wasn't bad, but it wasn't. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's it, it's Aaron Paul. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think the standout from last season to me was um, the two, three episodes that we got Kid Cudi in it, where he was like wearing the, um, he was like, he was like one of the, I don't know, one of the, those two characters that Aaron Paul like was met up with a couple times or whatever. And he had like a mask on that was like, or shirt or whatever that looked like it was our watchdogs or it had like text. Oh, like, I, I think, yeah, I think that was Marshall and Lynch you're thinking of. No, oh, no, she was, she was there, right? Who? Was it Marshall no. and Lynch? He, he was a he's a footballer or ex footballer. He was, was the it? um yeah the African American guy that was the crime dude with him. Maybe it's a different character because I swear he was in it for like a couple of episodes. Yeah, just yeah. It was the guy with like the dreadlocks and the sunglasses and maybe it was. No, it says uh, yeah, Kit Cuddy Francis. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm name. thinking of a different character. <laughs> yeah, so maybe there's like a couple characters. Anyway. That well, they're so standout. We can pinpoint exactly who they were and what episodes they were in and stuff. Yeah, Francis, four episodes. He was in episodes one, three, five, and seven. Um, because he also appears alongside, um, oh yeah, Lena, Lena wife or whatever. Um, who was like the they were the friends or whatever. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm with you now. Kikuddy was the guy, yeah. and then the other one was he was his war mate. Yeah, 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 the one you were talking about was Giggles. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I liked them. I thought they were fun, but like as far as new characters go. Yeah, yeah, no, that was really good. It was also an interesting twist that a lot of his memories were like implanted or yeah. manipulated in a way. Yeah. And coming into this season, because this is sort of, I guess, the main plot line thing of last season, or season three, um, the whole that the whole big steer, like the 
like take like people have no humans don't have self control like they or no control because their lives and picked and stuff and then having the whole plot line where the French dude was like taking people out who and like keeping them in that bunker if they yeah. went against thing. I don't know how. Do you think that was like just a bit too much trying to connect like humans to the um to the AI, you know, to the like robots? I think so. Yeah, trying to like they're not so different, you and I kind of thing. But yeah, I don't. I guess it's a trait that's been played to death too in a lot of media, especially sci-fi. Like humans can't be trusted to look after themselves. They need a, a hand, being told what to do, no freedom, that kind of thing. It reminded me of um, Minority Report with the like the the three people who can they sense when crime's going to happen. Oh yeah, uh, like the weird women in the tanks. Thing. In the tank yeah. thing, yeah. So then they like remove crime, but then no one really has free will anymore. And that's right, yeah. You know, similar sort of ideas, I guess. But all right, season four, episode one. It was titled "The Auguries." Directed by Richard J. Lewis. It was written by William Brommel and Lisa Joy. The synopsis of which was, Hello again. Don't worry about a thing. It's all in your head. What was your thoughts of the premiere episode? On first watching, I was just taking it in, not really trying to work things out. I think it was good. Um, Also, a lot of... I think it was slow as well. Um, A lot of, like... Uh, what's setting up what's going to happen. It, it was weird that they took such a large, or at least in one storyline that we think, that took us a large jump into the future, what, seven years, I think it was? Yeah, it's like six or seven Yeah, years. the Maeve-Caleb storyline, but I, I, I thought they would have jumped in to the war, like the resulting actions of what happened after they destroyed Rahibim or whatever it was called, but... Yeah, it seems to be like everything had died down and went back to an equilibrium and they're coming back. I don't know why the Mean and Black's after him again, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, it was good, but it's hard to evaluate each on its own as not part and not part of a whole. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, as I was saying before, I think it was it felt very much like season one. Um and I saw some other like on top of that, I've seen people already on my quick scan through the Twitters. Saw a couple of people also point out that when you're looking at stuff like the Dolores slash Christina or whatever her name is, yeah, um, storyline. It when you she like walks out of the house, there's like characters in the background saying stuff like, "Is this your first time here? Wow, that's fucking. This place is fucking yeah. crazy." And, yeah, I was going to bring like that up. That. Yeah. So, um, not only did the episode feel similar to the start of season one, in which you have Dolores literally going through a loop that feels very similar, like waking up mm. exactly the same, doing that. And that's why I, subconsciously, I, I guess anyone watching this show, like myself, is going to go, this feels like, like at least her side of the, yeah. the episode feels very similar to season one, season two-ish sort of sort of stuff there. And then what you have happening, of course, with Caleb and Maeve, that's more, I guess, a continuation of season three. So it's almost yeah, like kind of tying sides. them together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like two sides to this, this episode. Um, I really liked it. I think there's like I have no clue what the hell's going on, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's that's true. Like sort of Westworld fashion, I guess. But um, yeah, watching the the premiere episode credits start rolling, you have that really cool rendition of um, video games by uh, Lana, whatever her name is, um, Lana Del Rey. Del Rey. Yeah. yeah. So there's like the can. 
I can't remember his right Riker, Riker, whatever. Yeah, that Ramanjan Duanji or something. Yeah, because so, uh, I he just butchered his name, but <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, either of us. That's why I didn't. I was trying not to, but I did anyway. Um, the he like always does these like really great renditions, of course, throughout the show's history of different songs and stuff. So it's like video games started playing at the end, and I was like, oh, she's like this video game maker. I was like, oh, um, but, but yeah, by the time I got to the end, and I'm thinking about it on the characters. I'm like. I've no idea what's going on in Dolores' storyline. Like, I can theorize, but yeah. I've no idea what's going on there. I've no idea really what's going on with Caleb and Maeve because I'm pretty sure Maeve had a flashback where Caleb looked like he was dying, so I don't know what the yeah. fuck's up with that. I had something and to say about that too. Yeah. <laughs> you've got William who I was like, we saw him die, and then the man in black was like a, a clone or whatever last season, but we saw the William William die, I'm pretty sure, so I don't know what the hell's going on yeah. there. And there was also that like after credits thing from last season where um, Bernard like woke up in the hotel yeah. and it was like covered in dust like it was seven years later and it was like okay did the earth die like what what but the yeah. earth seems okay like <laughs> there's so it kind, many it kind of reminds you of that part where um i think it was the end of season two where the man in black is in that room or whatever and looks like it's been blown out or whatnot yeah and i yeah and that was like the what the after credit stinger or whatever for the finale as well i think wasn't it like uh, that shows him come, so, yeah. come back into the room or whatever yeah yeah all right, so let's sort of break it down, go through what your thoughts are and, and stuff like that, sort of character by character um, or like characters by characters. But yep. um, let's do Maeve first. So Te- Maeve, Techno Jedi. <laughs> Maeve is a character who ended the last season with Caleb standing out looking at the city going to, or the world going to shit, blowing up. And she says, you know, Caleb, you can this is a new world. You can do whatever you want or whatever the line was. Uh, yeah. And then this season starts with Maeve out hiding in a uh, hut or whatever out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. We find out she's been staying there for seven years, six years, whatever it is by herself. Um, and then she's like doing some weird mind digging thing or something. It looks like where she's looking back at a past and then she gets found because of that by William. So what do you uh, think going on that- with I think they're, I don't know if she's like experiencing trauma or whatever, or some kind of meditation and her emotions may flare up her powers Powers. or whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. And then she blacks out the whole town. Obviously that is like a, I guess in that technology level is a, I don't know, something noteworthy at that time. But yeah, it's really weird. I don't know if she's been there for seven years or if she's been like moving about, but she's obviously been there for a, a decent amount of time for the townspeople to know who she is, or at least the guy in the shop. Yeah. The guy in the shop at least is like yeah. knows her well enough to like she's got a tab and yeah. a routine that she comes down to get supplies or whatever. Uh yeah, I guess the trauma thing, something I didn't take into account. That could be a yeah, like her powers flaring off. Because I, 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 I thought she was, like, digging for something within herself. Possibly, I yeah. I don't know if it's her way of reaching out to other hosts or whatever, maybe, mm. through the techno highways or something like that. I don't know. Because so, hasn't it been established that she can sense other ones yeah, out there? I can't remember yeah. exactly how it works, but something along those yeah. lines. Um. So because we're back to a season where I feel like I have to ask this question for a couple of characters is, so is Maeve in the real world? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Babes in the real world. Okay. And what do you think? So do you think she's just been out hiding literally? Do you think she has a mission or she has just been out hiding? And if she has been hiding, then in those flashbacks we see where it looks like Caleb's dying and stuff like that, what were they doing post-season three? Like, I think that um, because they talked about, not in this scene, but Caleb and his wife talked about, and when he was at work, talked about a war that happened after the Rahibran fell and the resistance and whatnot. I think maybe that's flashbacks to what happened during that war. And I think that is a, maybe her guilt is what flared it up of maybe Caleb did die, which brings up more questions later. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they feel like they've accomplished what they wanted to accomplish, setting humanity down its own free path and her being hunted again is what spurs them into action, realising that their mission isn't really over. If they did have a war and something like that, because the city, that where she is seems perfectly fine. Where yeah. Caleb is, the city, New York, or whatever the hell it's supposed to be, I can't even remember. Um, they, that seems perfectly fine. Do you, but then we have that Bernard thing, and we have no Bernard in this episode. Yeah. But do you think so? Do you think on the outside of like maybe these key places, it's yeah, is Earth fucked or? <laughs> um, I don't know, fucked, but I, I I think there's definitely um, it's not untouched either because there was also one of the scenes with Caleb that there was graffiti like our minds are our own. It's like graffiti of a robot linking yeah. into the brain of what looked like a person or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. And I remember maybe it was war against robots as well, because I remember when Caleb was talking to the guy at work, he goes, Oh, um, the one good thing that happened from this war is our job security because they have robots doing this job at this time. Yeah. Cause that's the thing the the, the key difference, and there's a lot of like flashbacky or like stuff that feels similar I was pointing out to Dolores, Christine and stuff, but yeah. then also when we look at Caleb, his introduction scene in this episode is nearly exactly the same as the first last season, in season yeah. three, but instead of having a robot body, he's actually got a human body up there talking to, talking yeah. to him. Yeah. So, and we see no robots at all throughout any of the human stuff, whereas no, in the past right. stuff we did. So, Yeah. Uh, are we saying that, yeah, humans fought this war against uh, any type of AI technology and stuff like that, and now the civilizations are just down to, like, no more, like, they fought against it and they don't use robots and stuff anymore at all? You know, now that you mentioned I think that might be the case, if not, not at all heavily regulated and restricted or whatnot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe that might be the motivation behind Delios coming back and trying to impose some sort of order on the world or being top dog, introducing, I guess, hosts into the world so it's not as obvious to the general public that they're still being controlled in a way. Because that's the thing Maeve, after she kicks those dudes' ass in a, like, tricks them all... Horribly, because that car comes along and they don't even look. The yeah, I, I, it's not that far away. I think they could hear a beat up old Ute <laughs> driving up the road. Yeah. Like she comes so close, she uses this binoculars thing or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, do you want to just like park right in front of him? But 
whatever. Um, after she like takes him out, of course, she cuts that dude's head out, and he's a she calls him General Whatever. Yeah. So which- what I saw was him and the guy is what is I'm assuming everyone's seen this if they're listening to this. The guy that goes to shoot Caleb's daughter are hosts that were in previous seasons. But obviously they're not the same characters. characters. Yeah, so they're reusing bodies. So Delos is sending out yeah, William like th- as head I guess, of, yeah. I guess. Either stored bodies or they're recreating from, I guess, like the patterns they already own. Yeah. So they're introducing, yeah, so that sort of does play into the, you know, to get control they'll just, you can't have robots that look like robots, so we'll just put yeah. hosts into the real world and- Trick everyone. Who's who really is a host? We won't even know. Like nah. who's human, who's not? Like, is it a park? It's not. It's a real world. So how do you tell? <laughs> and we struggled in the park to tell who was a host and not a host. Has now this we're been gonna a TV it. show all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this being real life. Are we actually the ones like uh <laughs> watch something that makes you doubt your own existence? Um so then on the Caleb thing, because that was the other thing at, at first, I was like, is this a dream? Or is like he in a park or something? But then I was like, no, 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 it's a because the seven years he can have this like in the seven years he could have met this person he can have the kid etc cetera, etc cetera. because that was a confusing thing at first you're like Kyla doesn't have a wife Kyla doesn't yeah, have, have a child like um interesting to note with that particular um thing is too like the last season when he got access to his i don't know his file from rahibram it said he's not recommended or eligible for a family like kids or a wife or anything like that so it's kind of a I guess fuck you to that. Yeah. And it was like, it said he would kill himself in like 10 years. Yeah, that's it. I don't know, wherever that peer was he met up with um, Dolores. Yeah. But an interesting thing about the timeline is I guess they're setting up for people to think that he may be a host because if Mavis having flashbacks where it looked like he died and also... This the timeline kind of doesn't work out because if it's seven years old, the daughter looks older than seven, and I guess I think it's been established that if you're to transfer the consciousness of a human into a host, it needs some sort of like cornerstone to keep him grounded. And I'm thinking that the family is that to keep him sane. Yeah, that could definitely be a um. But who made him then? Like, did Maeve? I guess so, because he, they teamed up, she teamed up with Dolores at the end, so maybe access to some sort of resources that she may have had mm. during last season, maybe. But do, you I reckon guess, it's, do you reckon it's weird, though, to, like, just create, if he is a host, like, he dies and she creates him just so he can go live. Like, he's not doing anything other than living. Like, there's no purpose no, to him. But I guess that's what she was all about anyway, like, free will let them hmm. live their own lives and i guess she may have created him out of guilt or a sense of duty of him helping her in some way because it's ha- she's not an unemotional person like everything she's done has been driven by emotion yeah for her kids and yeah her kids her family hector all yeah. everything yeah um so with william Come back to the way the show opens, which is yep. William coming into this 
The Hoover Dam it is. Yeah. Is that actually what it is? I'm pretty sure it is. It's the Hoover Dam. I was about to say some dam, but um, shows up there, talks to these people, cartel he calls them. They've got like this big facility set up that's, uh, I took it as like it's running off the the dam. Like that's. Yeah. I I think the dam had been abandoned because I don't know, maybe there's water scarcity so that it doesn't, I don't know, doesn't work there or it's been abandoned and whatnot. So they've taken it over. Yeah. And they use it like people can pay to have like the deepest, darkest secrets like stored on their system yes. or some, some shit like that. Um, I took it as Dolores or yeah, I, I think I think it's implied that it's because he says, "Oh, something's been taken from me, and I can't bring it up with her because they're dead." I think it's when Dolores stole the the cloud server where all the hosts got uploaded to at the end of season two. Yeah, and it's been that stored thing. there. Yeah, yeah, which I can't remember what they called it, but like their heaven or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like the magical gate, pearly gates that they went. Through. Yeah, and the fact that he said, "Oh, we can't decrypt it because she's dead." So, yeah, but he doesn't want anyone else to get it. He just wants. No, that's right. Yeah, he wants to have ownership of it again, maybe. Yeah. Um. So we have this thing where he tr- attempts to buy it off the dude, and he says no, and he says it well, he'll get it handed to him tomorrow, and this dude gets infected by. Uh, flies, I guess that they were yeah. the flies. Yeah. Um, so I took that as the flies must go into him, and they let William take control, like sort of. Yeah. Implement- it, it, originally, I thought maybe they're carrying some sort of pathogen or whatever, but in the title the opening sequence, it actually shows a fly being created, like a host. Mm. So they're little like robot b- b- flies, but it's interesting. I, I don't understand how it works exactly. Like, does it go in his mouth and like burrow into his brain and take control that way? That's or? what I assumed, or some yeah. thing like that. Or he doesn't lose control, complete control. I guess is other thing because, like, at the end, he says, "Am I free now?" Or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah so that's him speaking because I'm assuming he's aware of what he's done, even though he doesn't have any control of it. That's of right. It. Yeah. So, so it's not like it's a full you like the flies take control. It's just he loses like some yeah, control. Like it, Maybe they give him like hypnotic suggestions or something like that. Mm. Kind of like a, a sleepwalking kind of thing. Like you, you're aware of what you're doing. You have no control over it. Yeah. Which is interesting direction to take the show, I guess, if Williams built flies, which will enable him to take control of people. And then maybe if he gets it even better, literally turn real people into hosts yeah. on, the, on the fly. if i dare say (laughs) so yeah i don't know and yeah what do you what do you think is like who is this william who is this man in black if you take what happened at the end of last season at face value this is a host created by shalores the charlotte Mm. glorias yeah but it's anyone's guess at this point (laughs) yeah <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. Because we we clearly saw the real William get his so was that the real or William? something. <laughs> well, yeah, fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking shows are confusing. <laughs> it just sucks. Dan Nolan um, family. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, William's up to something. He wants Maeve dead. He wants Caleb dead as well. I guess because they're both aware of him or. Possibly, or because they're hosts that are aware. Like, he doesn't want any host that he doesn't have control over existing. Hmm. 
So Dragon, as someone like, because he loves the park, that was his thing. He loved yeah. Westworld. He got obsessed with it. Is the long term plan when he has something like flies and whatever else? Is it just to turn the whole world into a park like that he has control over? Possibly. Just mix the lines between hosts and non-hosts, and no one knows anymore, and that's life. Does he have any motivations now if he's created by Chaloris? Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Does he have free know. will? Does he? Is it just a mission structure? Yeah, um, back to the mission statement of the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> and we do get the maze as well in this. Um, yes, yeah. Which is back. That's interesting. I don't know um, if we get into... Because there was... Did Caleb happen as well? No, it was just Dolores. Yeah, it was just the only time I, I noticed it personally was on the balcony and uh, Charlotte's balcony. Yeah. Yeah. So when they, they, they have the maze, which I, I don't know, have we seen the maze in season two? We, I don't, there was nothing in season three, was it? No. I don't recall, no. No. So, um, yeah, Dolores, Christina, whatever's happening here. So this is a park or a AI yeah. world or something what what do you what do you think is going on i it's all it's certainly either a park or it is a i guess a virtual reality kind of world it's def i certainly don't think it's the real world especially because it seems like a more idyllic version of the world than what caleb's existing in yeah. it seems a lot cleaner and I guess more high tech and more, I don't know, civilized as a word, but you know what I'm trying to say, more utopian. Do we think it could be future world? Because that was the other, of course. That, that, that That's a lot of theories that I see online, but maybe I'm thinking maybe it's a digital world, especially with the rendition of video games. Yeah. And especially when I guess she goes on that date and she's a video game writer and Old Maid is a gamer as well. So, yeah, I I think it maybe it's a digital recreation of Dolores by Delios, like Charlotte Dolores and William, I guess, to try and get away to manipulate her to decrypt the yeah, to, to f- digital heaven thing. Yeah. But how and why she would randomly decrypt or come up with that? I don't know, maybe to something to do with the way she thinks, maybe trying to elicit the same kind of responses because it, it it's definitely seems like she's gone through a loop. Like we discussed earlier at the beginning of season one, mm. it's just in a different setting. Yeah. Wake up. They shoot, they even shoot it exactly the same. They make it feel very similar on purpose. I feel. Yep. Um. Well, who do you think the, like, so then who is, the person that keeps calling and eventually jumps off the, the roof at the end who's saying, oh, he's this crazy person saying, at first I thought it was the tower, um, but then I realised it was you and you need to stop like doing this to me and my friends or what whatever he's saying. And um, definitely like making out like Dolores's writing and creation of these background characters because that's what she writes is the background yeah. characters um, is hurting him and other people. I think that the way her writing in her job at Olympiad or whatever it was called, I think she is writing AI storylines and the people that are being affected 
are hosts or NPCs where they're essentially, she's, I guess, making them sentient in a way. Yeah. So they're becoming to realize that they are not what they think they are. Like they, they'll blissfully aware living their own life until she wakes them up to their existence and they go crazy from it. Yeah. So are they, I reckon they're only in that, because if she's in like an AI cloud world thing or something. Right. How are the, do you reckon, like, how, has he, like, hooked himself in there? Is he from the outside world or is? I don't think so. I think he's just a, I think he is just a, like, a host, like, existing in this virtual world. Like, he's another yeah. NPC, like, I guess what Shalora's is. Yeah. And then people jack in or virtual reality, like, those guys that we saw as she was walking down the street going, oh, this place is crazy. I can't believe I've never been here before. Hmm. Which also lends to the fact that it is a virtual world, the way that she's at work. And if they are create, if she is creating storylines for the world that she's existing in, why the guy saying, I would, no one wants to read your sappy stories. They want the sex, violence, death, all that kind of stuff. People don't not interested in, I guess, because she starts reciting her story of how she used to live in Westworld one, yeah, season one. So yeah, which also reminded me of that um scene in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You know the the daughter exists in that world that creates stories. Yeah, yeah. that's so like there, the there is like thing. there is a Blade Runnerness to this, and then um I was actually thinking also because it's more recent. Um, it was reminding of the recent Matrix movie. Did you actually watch that? Or I haven't seen that yet. No. Yeah. So the not ma- major spoiler, but like Neo's like st- like trapped in this sort of thing where he's a video game yep. designer and stuff. So it was like feeling quite similar to <laughs> Dolores's um, <laughs> meta, meta, sort of meta. meta 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 yeah stuff sort of there. Also, thing that lends credence to the world that it is a either a virtual recreation or a park is that her boss at her job is very similar to Sizemore. Who is Sizemore? Uh, the guy that was the, wrote the storylines in season one and two that ended up being uh, yeah. allied with Maeve. Yeah, and then died, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Died, then die. Then we found out he was a host, so. Yep. <laughs> They're always a host. <laughs> yeah, so like recycling... I guess characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, we see a do. lot in this season. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then talking about <laughs> bringing back characters who could have been dead, weren't dead. Teddy, of course, is the final thing that we see in this episode. The reveal that he's looking up at uh, Christina Dolores's window when she's out there. I think out Teddy the was the guy that also saved her when she got that's how I on t- the street. Yeah. That's how I took it. I assume that was Teddy as well because they yeah. clearly didn't show the face or anything. So that means Teddy is aware of Dolores or Christina or whoever or something, or at least has the prerogative to want to protect her um, by staying in the shadows and watching because he's not interacting with her. He's just no. saving her. Um, so who do you think, how do you think Teddy gets into this? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really good to have uh, the character back, but, yeah, he was gone for an entire season. So That's right, yeah. Because he... Did he end up dying or did he end up going into the virtual heaven? I can't remember. No, he died. He died. Yeah. Maybe it is 
like they're recreating her season one or the Westworld one storyline, but they're putting a modern skin on it. So maybe it's a recycled version of Teddy. That's, that's the best thing I can come up with. I, I really have no idea what he's <laughs> doing there. Because I'm like, if he's like protecting her, I feel like someone else must have put, like maybe is aware of what's going on and has like snuck Teddy into the system to to help her or something. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel yeah, like, there's no reason for him to be in there to, to help the bad guys, to help William. Yeah. Unless it's there... I guess as a, maybe they want her to become self-aware. So, because she wouldn't, I guess, have the kind of stimulus to think along the same lines to decrypt that, to encrypt that thing. So maybe there, it's a stimulus to try and get her to become aware of who she is to kickstart that, I guess, that that same process as what she went down, but they can mm. control it all inside this world. Yeah. So he, like he, similar he, to what there, she went through yeah. in the first two seasons. Like That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. there to recreate what happened to, yeah. Kickstart her into that thought line. Yeah. No, that, that could be a, that could definitely be it. Um, did you have any other key scenes, uh, things that you've, you've got on your little not, notepad? <laughs> uh, let me have a look at my notes. Oh, the tower. The, the tower. Yes, the tower. What is the tower? Well, I think the tower is what we saw during the opening sequence. Obviously, it's a stylized version of it, but it's also a the street lights outside a home has the same design as the tower. Outside so, the outside the of Charlotte's home. home. Uh, oh, Charlotte's yeah, home. Um, Charlotte fucking is it that her name? No, Christina. Christina. Yes. Christina. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when she was walking, how the lights were turning on as she was walking past. Yeah. Which also kind of um, is a contrast to the next scene is when the daughter is at home scared of the dark and she goes, can you leave the light on? And he goes, no, the best way is to turn the lights off and light up the perimeter mm. where it was opposite to her where she was walking and only the one she was walking under was lighting up. Yeah. And the homeless guy was... um. At the beginning, when she was walking through the town, was going carrying on about the tower. So maybe the tower is the way, I guess, like the CPU of that world in a way. So that's the way it manipulates the world or its brain power, and only the NPCs that become aware can notice it. Hmm. And so that's why that homeless guy's career going crazy on about the tower when no one else seems to mention it. Yeah, because he's like, that's what the other dude says. Like, at first I thought yeah. it was the tower, but then I realized it was you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So maybe what she does is transmitted through that tower. Yeah, like she writes It could also stuff. be like a, a digital stand-in for, I guess, like the, the headquarters of the park, you know, where they controlled everything. Hmm. Yeah, like someone in like the the overview from the actual Westworld Park. Yeah, yeah. Similar stuff. I, I guess if they want to Kickstarter along that, they need to have also the virtual pieces in place for her to get outside the the digital park, maybe. But it's a lot different because like breaking out of Westworld was it was a location, whereas breaking yeah. out of a digital world is It could be like a digital Truman show 
and they can break out <laughs> through there. <laughs> so it's all recreated, not like the world within the world. So yeah. I don't know. Well, it certainly left a lot of questions up in the air. Yeah. And knowing I, Westworld, all these theories are going to be wrong. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's that was part of the fun. It's always been yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> Good or bad, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Um, as we go f- for the wrap up here, like and get into the rest of the season and the coming weeks and stuff. How, um, like sitting at season four, and I, I think if you'd asked me at season one, like how many seasons do I think the show could go for? I'd have been like, I don't know, three, maybe four. Like, how yeah. are you feeling for the show's like runtime? Like, where, how many? Like at this stage, sort of thing. Like, how long do you reckon they can drag this out? I think they got to wrap it up this season because they're. It's obviously feeling like they're. I mean, there's obviously a point to it, but they're also going back to the beginning. So I guess it's a way, a way of getting closure. Yeah. Because they definitely haven't said this is the last one, so I feel like there would at least be one more, or else. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'll be along for the ride, but and I have faith that they have the ability of making it good, but whether they got anything new to say because oh. they've just been telling the same version of the same, I guess, idea over and over again now. Yeah. Because when I think back on the first few episodes of season three, I felt like that was moving towards wrapping things up because it was actually very, like, plot-driven, like, especially with... Yeah. Uh, Dolores was like, I gotta go here, I gotta take this down, and I'm gonna do this and do like this, blah, 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 blah. And then watching this, um, I really like this episode, but yeah, it is a lot of it's just mystery box, mystery box, mystery box, like a lot d- different. It, it's curious, like, is HBO egging them on to keep going? Because I'd feel like it's it is still prestige TV, but I don't think it's the like it's not getting people in. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not bringing people in, so and I guess people are getting fatigued on it too, so I don't know. Well, as much as everyone said like season three wasn't that great, I guess the, the numbers must have still been fine. So Yeah, to, to make another season. To make another season, so it's but not like it's a cheap show. Also think too, maybe the public, I guess, appetite for it has died down because like I said, I haven't, I had no idea that it was even on until I saw an ad for it. So <laughs> I haven't seen people talking about it or anything outside of, it, their own little Westworld like um subsections of the internet. Yeah. And it also is like a thing where we don't have like massive Comic Con events and stuff like that anymore. Where True, yeah. you would have like they'll have a panel for it or you know, something like that and they'll show a trailer there and read about it a bit more or whatever. Now it's just like I mean like I watched the trailer for this season when they like the last one they dropped was like a month or so ago. And okay, yeah. Yeah, like I dropped it. I was like, cool, yep, watch it. That looks fine, like good, <laughs> keen or whatever. But there's no like real hype behind yeah, it. No. Yeah, no. No, that's it. I don't know if that's just the nature of the way things are now too. I think Cause it I, is because you've even got a Game of Thrones show starting in a month or so. Game of Thrones, massive, one of the biggest franchises yeah. in the world. And I feel like most people have no idea that show is coming up. <laughs> No, and I think a lot of people don't care anymore either after yeah. the way that they <laughs> ended it. But I'm also like, where's the promotion? Like, even if you feel like most people don't care, you'd still see the promotion from HBO. Yeah, the, or- the most I see of it is like a a snippet in a like a a hype reel for Foxtel ads. Yeah, like like this show and this show and this show's coming, and I kept seeing um fucking Matt Smith 
with the fucking bleached hair. <laughs> That's all I know about it. Yeah. That's really so, weird because yeah. they used to, even like Foxtel, yeah, like Foxtel as a company used to swear used to promote a lot of these shows a lot more or see ads or I don't know, maybe I just don't watch stuff where there's ads. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's also a symptom of I don't have my finger on the pulse of that kind of stuff anymore. Mm. So. I feel like I try. <laughs> I, I feel the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, all right. Anything else or I'll wrap it up for this week? Oh, no, it's just uh, good to make my way out of uh, retirement to join you on the show again. Yeah. I've been well. looking forward to it. How many episodes is it? The last eight or uh, uh, nine maybe. Yeah. yeah, so got me for at least another seven weeks. Yeah, I was about to say so. <laughs> <laughs> You had a retirement for at least another seven, eight weeks or something. <laughs> maybe longer, who knows? Keep you all guessing. It's good. Yeah, well, as long as I never say this is the last episode that Nick will Nick's joining us for a podcast, then yeah, you're never actually gone. Eight um, episodes, yeah, I just looked it up. There you go. So, at least number seven weeks. Thank you for joining us on this week's uh, surprise return of Bevan World. Uh, I don't know. Do, do you want to? Do you, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Like, what's oh, if you're interested, I'm at Nicholas Pryor on Twitter, but yeah, I'm very radical political on there so oh yeah oh. <laughs> watch out so follow at your own risk whoa don't at me don't at you. yeah i was gonna say okay i was like what's the it's been a while i was like where's the slogan don't at me there we go thank you uh yeah thank you for joining us on this uh episode make sure you check out explosion.com for all our other podcasts including all new marvel cars which at the moment we're talking about miss marvel and holocron entries we'll be talking about andor very soon and what do you want to watch everything movie tv and media related we'll be back crazy to say Next week with more Bevan World talking about season four. Get your hot theories and everything in. Explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. Explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Until next week. I don't have an outro. Can't remember what I'd say. Whatever. <laughs> are you an outro? Are you a are you a clone? Are you an AI? Are you a fucking host? Who knows? Let us know. Don't Watch let out us know. for the tower. Watch out for the tower. Yeah, well, there you go. There's a Watch out for the tower. Bye. <laughs>